0: Acts chapter 16. I'm going to read verse 16 through verse 18 and when you have it, say amen. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul in us and cried saying, These men are the servants of the most high God which show unto us the way of salvation and this she did for many days but Paul finally being fed up turned and said to the spirit I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ come out of her and he came out The same hour and all of God's people said, amen. You could be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want you to share this message with the person beside you. Tell them I'm facing my demons. Many of you that follow our church and are part of our ministry know that as a body of believers that we do not wait until January to come into a new year. It's not that we're not in this world. We're not of this world and we believe the time clock of God is seated in Jerusalem. Not the Gregorian calendar, but the Hebrew calendar. And according to the Hebrew calendar, the calendar that our Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus the Christ would have followed... Declares to us that the new year came actually last week, the year 5782, a celebration called Rosh Hashanah. So it would be befitting that any time we make any fresh commitments or any uh, fresh covenants or renewals, is at our new year time, right? It's it's at the beginning of a new season. So we during this time as a church, we prepare for what we call holy consecration. It's a time every year that we spend in prayer and fasting and we pull off of social media and some of the other secular things we do, not because they're evil all the time, but because we want to turn our focus to God. Facing my demons. Hmm. Oftentimes when we have discussions about spiritual warfare or spiritual dimensions, demons, devils, goblins, ghosts. (laughs) Oh, wow, we're coming up on Halloween, right? (laughs) Most of the time we have these discussions, people are either on one polar end of the thought um, or one extreme or the other. You either have people who blame the devil for everything or people who don't acknowledge the enemy in anything. And let's be clear. We are born with a sinful nature. All of us are. We're born with a sinful nature, and this sinful nature is bent towards sin. And then we live in a world that caters to that sin. Come on. You live in this world. It's not hard to live wrong. <laughs> and it's not hard to find something wrong to do. Sin is convenient. For a little while anyway, right? So we are born with a sinful nature that's bent towards sin. We live in a world that caters to our sin and we, we are connected and we are surrounded at times by demons that lure us into that sin. I know this is a lot for Sunday morning but I got to get you while I got you. Our sinful nature is not the world And the world is not the devil. (laughs) But it seems like we almost set up for failure in many ways, right? That's why we need Jesus. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, not y'all, but we need Jesus. All of us need Jesus. We need the grace of God. But let me tell you, you don't have to believe in demons for them to exist. And you don't have to acknowledge them to be bound by them. Mm -hmm. Demons are real. I don't care what you saw in a horror movie. I don't care what you saw at at the haunted house you went to. You need to know that demons demons are real. Not something that Hollywood produced. But I'm telling you that the realm of the spirit is even more real than this natural realm. Now I know, I know some of you heard stories about places in Africa that has witch doctors. And I know you've heard the dialogue about concerning Haiti and voodoo and black magic. And the largest pagan worshiping country in the world is India. And so it's a given, right, that those places are full of demons. It's almost a given that witchcraft would be strong in those areas, but not here, not in our westernized community. We're too smart, we're too intellectual, too much light in order for there to be demons here. But I want you to consider something. We are less than 5% of the world's population, but over 50% of the world's opiate usage sound like demons to me. With all of our degrees and our six figures, all of our modern technology, we are dealing with stuff that cosmetics can't fix. We're dealing with things that only pills can sedate but not deliver. Mm, Yeah. Fear is not a feeling. Fear is a spirit. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's what anxiety is. Anxiety is the consistent oppression of the potential of something happening. Everything is not demonic but some things are. I said, everything is not a devil, but some things are. I'll never forget in my uh, in uh, 2003, 2004, coming to school at the university, and we started experiencing God. I uh, having prayer meetings, and I never forget one day in the prayer chapel, this young lady by the name of Laura from West Virginia got filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, she was walking with God and and on fire for God. And then we didn't see Laura for like three days. And we were calling her, Laura, you good? You know, she wasn't responding. And finally, when she came out, she said, she says, I just had to lock myself in my room. I said, why? She said, because the devil was after me. said, really? She said, "Yes." so I didn't come out of my room. I said, Laura, I got to tell you something. She said, what? I said, you locked them in there with you? The mere fact you couldn't come out meant you were being controlled. The mere fact that you were fearful meant that you were oppressed. Demonic oppression or possession is often seen When moments where you're immobilized you can't operate you can't function you can't think straight. Hmm. I know y'all waiting for somebody to crawl on the ceiling but demonic oppression and possession is often seen through self-sabotaging behavior. This is where you are making Can I just say it how I feel it? And and y'all forgive me if it don't come out right. This is when we start making stupid decisions. We, We know different. And I know you said when you know better, you do better. But not always. Not when you're dealing with demonic oppression. That's why it's so frustrating. Because you can know better. don't y'all leave me out here by myself you can know better you know the consequences you know what you're putting in danger you know if it hits the fan how bad it's gonna be and you still find yourself operating like a zombie moving with no control All of us got stuff we deal with. All of us got temptations. But what happens when your struggle starts having you? It tells you when to get out of the bed. It tells you when you can go to sleep. It makes you get in the car. It has you going places. You shouldn't go doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. And scream at somebody tell them, and I'm not ignorant concerning the consequences. And so what you start doing, you start listening to your uh, life coaching and positive thinking podcast. And hear me, I'm not trying to attack those things. Get you a life coach if you want to, if you need a life coach to help you start your business. You know, you know, speak your positive affirmations. I am somebody. I am beautiful. Say all of that. I mean, it's nice, cute, stick it notes, and you know, nice, soothing voice. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can't coach through what you need to cast out. The last time I preached like this, the devil fought me with everything was in him, but I'm coming back to go oh, shaman. Dear. I'm going to hit you harder. Hallelujah. Before I pull it back, I'm going to hit you harder. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, we're not afraid of any ghosts. (laughs) We ain't afraid of no demons. Today I am facing my own demons. (laughs) Facing my demons. Self-sabotaging behavior. It don't make sense. Why am I up doing this? I got what I prayed for and I'm sabotaging it with my own secret behavior. I'm putting permanent things in danger with temporal gratification. Mm. Depression is it's not an emotion. I know it comes t- It can be because of a chemical imbalance in your life, in your, in your brain, but you have to realize demonic depression is, is demonic. Don't, don't accept it. Is that this is what it has to be for the rest of my life? Because, well, you know, God has given us all something, but that's not something I would pray for. Anybody in this room, you've ever dealt with depression before, you know, it's demonic because you can't move. You can't think your way out of it. Hallelujah. Your friends around you, they take it personal, but it's not you. There's something going on with me. Demonic oppression or possession can manifest. Hear me in special giftings and abilities. Every time you gifted and talented it's not because you're anointed by God. The enemy will anoint you for his purpose. And even if you have a gift from God, the enemy can come in when there's a breach and he can pervert what God gave now the gift that you have to connect with people you're using it to lure people into your own lust you're using your own gift so you can control people for your own agenda not you because you got a good heart but every last one of us in this room I know you can, yeah, you got a good heart. But every last one of us in this room, if our heart don't stay submitted to God, the Bible says your heart is wicked, your heart is deceitful. Y'all don't want to be honest because you want to put it on everybody else. And everybody else tempted you and everybody else pulled you away. But you got to be honest at some point when you look at your past patterns in your life and say, no, it's me. I got a wicked device on the inside of me that's telling me that I'm all good. But I got to be honest. I got some demons that I'm dealing with. Y'all praying for me? Uh, I'm dealing with my own demons. So then, how do you deal with demons? Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, y'all be be seated. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. It says this. Be angry. But sin not, and don't let your don't let the sun go down on your on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. When you hold that argument over an, to another day, you've given the devil a place in your marriage. Will you try to withhold your body as punishment to your spouse? you're giving place to the devil in your marriage. Mm, Hallelujah. When you're talking to them about him, you're giving place to the enemy in your marriage. Well, you don't know what they did. You don't know what they said. Be angry, but don't sin. Anytime you start carrying Bitterness toward people. There shouldn't be anybody in your life that you gotta dodge. There should be no one in church that you can't sit beside. There should be no one who sings and you have to shut down your spirit. There should be anyone that preaches and you have to put your hands over your ears because you never know who has your answer for your problem. Don't give place to the devil. That stuff will take root in you. There are people who are so mad and they've been mad so long that they have forgotten what they are mad about and some of you have inherited anger from your parents some of you have inherited anger from your friends just because my friend is upset with somebody I refuse I don't have any time or space for extra weight in my life tell your neighbor don't give space don't give space to the devil tell him don't give space don't give space don't hold on to it Don't hold on to it. Stop rehearsing it. It's not good for you. Because after a while, a root where that root of bitterness gets in you, you start looking at everybody through the lens of your bitterness. You start looking at everybody suspiciously. And then you start saying stuff like, that's why I don't fool with people. I'm just gonna do me. And you end up building all of these walls to protect yourself from them until you look up and find yourself in a prison. A prison that you built with your own anger and your own bitterness. Nobody can connect with you, nobody can penetrate it because you built up so many parameters. Don't give, don't give place to the devil. Be, be angry. Don't sin. I mean, don't, don't act like it didn't bother you. Be honest. It hurt. It made me mad. But I ain't going to let it make me sin. Tell your neighbor, it made me mad. But it's not going to make me sin. I'm going to watch my mouth how I handle it. Because I could say some things to flip their life upside down. But I'm not going to say it. Because the moment you try to get even with somebody else. And you try to tell somebody's secrets just because they told yours. What's going to happen? Not only will people look at them different. People are going to look at you different. You, In order to sustain your character. You got to maintain your character. And sometimes maintaining your character is keeping your mouth closed. Where you would defend yourself. You cannot with people in the mud and come out clean. One of the hardest things I've had to do in my life in ministry is not build this church, is be silent in the midst of it. One of the hardest things I've had to do is be silent because you can't fight a lie. The only way you can fight a lie is to sustain your character. And it's hard because you want instant gratification. My, you got to keep living. So even if the lie was the truth, people still wouldn't believe it because that was a moment and not my life. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I don't want to get placed to the devil because that will be a breach. So how do we, how do we, how do we face our demons? Through sound teaching. Listen y'all. I have. I grew up in this Pentecostal way. So hear me. I have seen it all. And have experienced the authenticity of it. I've seen a young lady. That was only maybe a hundred pounds. Had to be held down by four strong men. And her voice came out as a strong man. I've watched, pe- I've watched the trash cans and newspaper of people. I didn't see all that stuff that y'all play with on horror movies. That's why I don't watch them because I've seen it in real life. I've seen too much. Now if you grew up in church and you ain't never seen it, I'm not judging you but uh, Okay, I'm not going to say what I want to say. Hear my heart. I've seen it. So I, I understand the rolling in the floor. I didn't seen it. We, we have done it here at the Ram Church. But I'm, I'm not coming for the demons that are loud. Because when them demons start screaming, we know how to come for them. But I'm coming for the subtle demons. The manipulating, manipulating, deceitful spirit. And the only way you're going to expose those kind of demons... It's through sound teaching. Listen what it says in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. But the Holy Spirit expressly speaks explicitly, unmistakably that in the last days, many people are going to turn away from the faith. So don't y'all be shocked when it happens. You know, all of this wokeness and they still sleep. Don't be shocked when people start Well, well, all of the millennials leaving the church. Don't be shocked. Many will leave from the faith and not just leaving the faith going home sitting down but giving heed to seducing spirits. Oh, help me Holy Ghost. Cover me God. Cover me. Hello. Seducing spirits. Well, where well, people start changing the definitions, and changing ideologies, oh hallelujah, seducing spirits, start making, start saying, well Jesus didn't talk about this. Why are y'all preaching against same sex? Jesus never said nothing against it. You got to be careful, giving heed to su- seducing spirits. Well, well, was uh, well. Actually, if y'all read, Jesus was actually a man that, and you didn't set up all night and watch the YouTube video. And now you're sitting at the, looking at the preachers and those who have been trusted voices in your life. And now you're bringing into question everything you were ever taught, anything you were ever learned, because you didn't gave heed to seducing spirits. And where these doctors come from, they are doctrines of devils my God, all of this new age thinking and consciousness and higher planes and vibes and energy, y'all better be very careful and all of these things you're opening your spirit unto you got to be careful because those portals through your eye gates and through your ear gates, these doctrines will come into you and lay a new foundation in you and you'll end up thinking a way you never thought before believing a way you never believed before and then start questioning everything you thought you knew Because, and the reason why I preach so hard about it, because I know what it is to grow up with people in church, and then you talk to them, now it's like a... And nothing, you can't penetrate it. Let me tell you, let me be honest with you, Kobe. There's some things I don't understand. And there's some questions I have about to God. I do. I really do. There's some things about God I don't understand. But that that I do know... Because all this other stuff ain't proven. Hallelujah. All, these other, all this other stuff can't bring me out. But at the end of the day, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. I'm holding on to it. Because I've seen it. I know what it is to talk to people and like that the person I knew is no longer there. And they call it enlightenment. But if you ask them what they really believe, nothing is solid. But really you ask him they're so enlightened so so what is it you believe see I don't believe see that Jesus is the only and see church you don't realize no, no, I didn't ask you what is it that you don't believe what is it that you do believe because if now all you can tell me is what you don't that means you have replaced what you had for nothing and you can't build on nothingness so what's going to happen when cancer get in your body? What's going to happen when your children get strung out on drugs? Who you calling? Because what you held on to now you have torn down. So what? who you calling? What are you pulling from? Doctrines of devils. Do- doctrines. Doctrines of devil. Y'all so busy arguing. Uh between calvinism and arminianism and there are other doctrines of devils y'all so busy debating how about what's once saved always saved and there are real doctrines of devils i'm not saying that stuff don't matter but at the end of the day And nobody over how they were baptized. And I'm not fighting. Said, did you speak in tongues or did you not speak in tongues? I want to make sure that you got a doctrine that, no, you got a doctrine on the inside of you that will hold you in the midst of a storm. What kind of doctrine? The Bible says we continue daily in the apostles' doctrine. In other words, the teachings that came from the apostles that was given to them by Jesus. All right, let me finish. I got to go to D.C. Expose it. So how are we how are we going to do it? How am I going to deal with my demons? How am I going to deal with my demons? How am I going to deal with my demons? James chapter 4 verse 7 I'm telling you, sound teaching will drive out the devil. So I appreciate the way we dance and we dance in every service and we don't apologize. I love how we sing and we lay on our face and we cry. But if you ever want to get rid of the demons in your life if you ever want to expose subtle things in your life you need sound teaching you need sound teaching oh y'all know y'all won't go say nothing to me in here I need the women's bible study the men's bible study come on I need all of it I need sound teaching in my life cause that word woo Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Somebody, throw up your hands and shout and say, "Lord, shine the light. Shine the, shine the light in the corridors of my heart." Come on, lift your hands. Shine the light. If there's anything in me that's not like you, if there's anything that's hiding in the shadows and the cracks and the crevices of my spirit, shine the light. Yes. I'll Bring the enemy into atmospheres that's not comfortable for him. That's right. I said bring your stuff in atmospheres that they won't be comfortable with. I've seen people oppressed or possessed by demonic spirits and they couldn't sit through a service. A two and a half hour movie? Yeah. But a church service more than 45 minutes? Don't you tell me you scared in a sanctified church service and you ride roller coasters, you bungee jump, you do all of that. But somebody screaming Jesus has made you scared, there might be something else on you. Whoosh. Put bring it in out. Let me tell you what atmosphere you need to bring your stuff into. It, it expose it. Submission. Listen to what it says in James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. So he was like, get off of me, devil. Get thee behind me, Satan. You have no power with your voice if you're not postured in submission. There's no power with your words when you're not submitted. Because when you're submitted under God, that means you're standing in the authority of God. When you're submitted to under God, you're taking on God's ability. So when you're speaking, it's Satan. the Lord rebuke you. You have no authority within yourself without the power of the Holy Ghost. Submit. Submit. All right. My last scripture. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to tell y'all how, how real demonic oppression was. Everywhere Jesus went, he was casting out demons. Everywhere. I mean, he, he pulled up to a cemetery and a man starts screaming, the demons, why have you come to torment us before time? Because they knew there was a time coming. Even the demons know. One situation, Jesus looked at him and said, what's your name? He didn't say Carl. What's your name? Skylar? No. My name is Legion. For we are many. Isn't that something? How is it we don't have, we don't see that stuff anymore? We, when we talk about gospel preaching, gospel preaching encompasses The death, the burial, the resurrection, the return, the healing, the casting out of demons. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he's anointed me to preach and set at liberty those who are captive. In other words, it's not God's desire for us to be saved and bound. I don't know about y'all. I really want power with God. I'm not saying I'm trying to be perfect. I'm saying the Bible says count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. If I'm still dealing with the same thing that I've been dealing with for the last 10 years, that means I'm not growing. That at some point the devil must try to come back and try something different because I conquered that devil. I'm ready for consecration. Because I'm ready for confrontation. I want to prepare y'all. Because the closer we get to it, some of y'all are going to go through some warfare. Some of you have already started going through some warfare. And everything is not the devil. Everything is If your tire goes, oh, the devil got in my tire. It may have been a nail just got in your tire. But it's not about what happens. It's when it happens. And how it happens, it says, hold on, that's not, that's not normal. Not just my tire went, my tire went flat, my, my, my door got broken into, you know, it's, it's multiple things that you say, hold on. Hold on. Jesus, we tried to uh, we tried to cast the demons out and they wouldn't come out. Why? Why we couldn't cast the demons out? We was over there. We just slung oil and said all the right things. And the demons will not come out. And her, you just showed up and said, come out. And it came out. He says, because this kind, this kind of demon, your own personal demon, that knows your pattern that thing that some of us had to deal with from our childhood this kind whoo, this kind that knows the points and the triggers this kind come on put it, put that scripture on the screen it's Matthew chapter 17 this kind goeth out 1721 this kind goeth out only but by I like this verse because I like how this verse says it. It says this kind goeth not out, and we always say fasting and praying, but it says it like this, prayer and fasting. Because if you fast without really praying, all you're doing is opening your spirit up. prayer and fast. So when we go through consecration and you taking this time fasting if you're fasting but you're still on the PS4 if you're fasting and still gossiping <laughs> if you're fasting and watching reality TV shows it's prayer and fast. I'm posturing my posture myself in, in prayer. So This ministry is going forth in God. Paul and Luke, they traveling around from place to place. God is moving powerfully among them. The hand of God is moving among them. And the Bible says they were in one area. And this woman came up from behind them and says, they are anointed. Y'all better listen to them. God's hand is on them. y'all better listen to. God has sent them to our city. God has sent them to our region. You're so wonderful. You're right, you're right. Everybody else is wrong. Everybody is jealous of you because God's hand is so powerful on you. It's never you, it's them. That's why I support you because I see something in you. You're so wonderful. You're, you're so beautiful. Look at you. And he's just a ministering, and she just a talking. He they kept preaching and she kept talking. Till finally Paul says, Come out of her. What? Huh? Paul, didn't you hear what she said? Yeah, I'm sober. You got to be careful about getting intoxicated off of compliments. Don't let your discernment get numbed by people's affirmations. She was saying the right thing, but it was coming from a wrong intention. Why? Because she had a spirit in her. And the devil knew that they were anointed. Just because somebody tell you your future don't mean it came from God. Just because the horoscope did get your personality right don't mean it came from God. Keep opening up your spirit because you are hungry. Because you want to skip prayer. Because you want to skip fasting. You gotta be careful. The Bible said he rebuked her and says come out of her devil. He didn't do it on the first day though. He didn't do it on the second day. The Bible says she was doing this for many days. I don't have, uh, Patrick I'm sorry, I'm glad to have you here today and I and, uh, and, uh, thought since y'all were here I would take this up like this at the end I'm going to drop it right in front of you how long are you going to deal with your personal demons at some point Paul you got to turn around Listen, you got to turn around because many of us don't want to turn around. We don't really want to turn around because Marla, if we turn around, we're going to realize that there's a pattern to our dysfunction. We don't want We really don't want to look. We really don't want to look back because we get overwhelmed by it. Can we just have an honest conversation? We'll get overwhelmed by it because we like to compartmentalize and say, yes, this was this one-time situation. I just got weak. I just got pulled in. But when you look over, you say, hold on, no, no, no. Oh, man. Oh, oh, okay, I forgot about this time. Oh, oh, yeah, and this. Oh, this is when I really opened the door. And you realize it's been a, it's been a pattern different characters same demon so Paul turned and said if I'm going to go forward in my ministry I've got to confront what's been following me <laughs> oh oh sh- if I'm going to go forward in my marriage I got to confront what's been following me if I'm going to be successful in my assignment in other words I refuse to keep traveling with the same weight I refuse to keep traveling with the same affliction I refuse to keep traveling with these same demons if God has done great things with you Paul with her behind you how much greater can God use you if you allow him to remove the distraction you've been used greatly by God and it's undeniable halfway surrendered halfway submitted halfway obedient which is disobedience and still, you've been so graced. My God. What do you think you'll be able to accomplish for God if you conquer this one? Hallelujah. Whew, hallelujah. Because the first aspect of deliverance is not rolling on the floor. It might happen. You may roll. I've had to roll before. It's not. It's not crying, and I think you should You should be broken. Amen. But repentance is not when you cry, it's when you change. And this is why it's easy for some of us to carry our demons with us because we just float around from church to church, place to place. Because the enemy don't want to be confronted. Whew. Shh. Mm. you know where it's going to start you know where your deliverance is going to start with a decision I'm tired of this in my ear I'm tired of this in my ear I'm tired I've given a courtesy to it too long I've given a courtesy to it too long I'm tired of it what have you given a courtesy to what have you made excuses for What if you may say, well, this is just me, but it's always in your ear, it's always in your ear. What is it that when you're in a good moment, you start having a panic attack considering if your demons started coming out? (laughs) How many have ever been afraid of messing up good things? said it. I said it. I used casting for an example of the Sunday. I said No, some of us pull back not because we don't have the ability. It's because of them. And so my mind is, if I just keep going and if I ignore it, (laughs) I won't have to deal with it. it's a bad time for me to tell this story but I'm gonna tell it I would never get I was living in a house with one of the church mothers and uh, she lived in an old house so I was always afraid of uh, spiders or anything in the house and uh, I was in the bed one night and sleep and all of a sudden I felt something rub across my leg I jumped up and ran through that house as I felt something rub across my leg like a snake so i jumped up and ran but it was still on me i was like get off of me get off of me (laughs) you know what i found out it was my arm had fell asleep as I was running away from it it was attached to me so everywhere I went it was going with me stand on your feet with me hallelujah the only reason why God would say this to you there's an assignment on your life. God brought you into this system. God brought you into that school. God connected you with that family. He brought you to this occupation. He's called you to this place. He's called you to this marriage. And I'm tired of messing up good things. So it's not about them. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, it's about me. Whoa. Hallelujah. You can't confront demons that you act like you don't have. If you're a Holy Ghost-filled believer, she ain't got now one in you. <laughs> not if you're full of the Holy Ghost. But it's possible to have one attached to you. I'm not telling you, you're not going to have battles in your life and you're not going to have struggles. But when those things start having you, then it becomes hard to walk worthy of the vocation. Hallelujah. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.